Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Shake Podcast. That is not Angela using the restroom. That's her pouring some wine, lest you think this is a live broadcast. Um, Welcome to Homemaker Shake Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. I am your host, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, and I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. And this is our podcast. This is Homemaker Chic. It's a pretty fun place to be if you're a Angela. homemaker or if you got a home to take care of or you're wanting to... A home to make. Yeah, exactly. You got a home to make. This is the place for you. And today's episode is going to be very fun because we're going to be releasing the theme of season six, which we are in right now. And we're going to be fleshing it out and talking about why we chose it. And talking about the fact that it doesn't just Just happen. happen. It doesn't just happen. But before we get there, we want to thank our patrons for keeping Homemaker Chic on the air with their support of $10 a month. They help us keep the podcast up and running with this financial support. And in our, in return, in our, in return, they get digital copies of our cookbooks. They get video form of the podcast episodes, and they also get to participate in the Discord server where they can chat it up with other homemakers, learn new skills, be inspired by our community of homemakers around the world. It's a great place to be. And no, like by around the world, we mean Norway, Australia, England, France, Scotland, Scotland, mm-hmm. Austria, countries we all don't know. around the world. <laughs> Yes. Countries you don't know. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. If you would like to become a patron and join us with these perks for just $10 a month to help keep homemaker chic thriving. And actually, Shay, if you remember from our fangirl call, we do a quarterly fan call. So when you're a fangirl homemaker, then you get to hang out with us at the end of the season. We recap everything. We hang out together for like over an hour last time. Mm-hmm. Um, the The patrons came up with this theme. Mm-hmm. This theme came about on our last fangirl call. So if you haven't seen that, once you sign up over on Patreon, you'll be able to watch the recorded video of that. But it's where we reach out and we say like, what do you want to hear? What do you want to learn? Mm-hmm. What do you want from us as hosts? And uh, we love our patrons. We thank you mm-hmm. so much for that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had almost a better wording for this theme. I told them that the theme should be embrace the suck. Well, and then really Angela. Early in the show to say that, Shay. <laughs> I'm going because it's Thursday. You know, all, all hell breaks loose on Thursdays. And then Angela was like, that's inappropriate. And we shall call no, it. No, I think it then just Angela happen. and another patron made eye contact with each, with each other over the computer and got the giggles, mm-hmm. laughed like schoolgirls for five minutes. Yes. And then decided that probably over on iTunes, which is where you guys should give us a five-star rating and leave a pleasant review to um, <laughs> balance out all the haters. Saying, Embrace the suck wasn't probably <laughs> the most appropriate thing. You know, like sometimes my daughters listen to this show. I don't know. Like... Okay. All right. Just a little mystery. All right. All right. You know, so it doesn't just happen became the theme. But like I said, before we get there, we would like to thank our sponsors for today's episode of Homemaker Chic. We would not be here without these advertisers. And so we really want to thank you for giving us just two minutes of your time to give them a shout out, say how much we love them 
and then we will move on to the meat of the program. Today's episode of Homemaker Chic Podcast, Podcast, Podcast is brought to you by the Elliott Homestead Cooking Community. That's cook.theelliotthomestead.com. The cooking community was created for all the women out there who are needing some motivation to thrive in their kitchens. It's easy to get discouraged when you're feeling uninspired or underskilled in the kitchen. When you're ready, it, like in that ditch of like serving the same thing over and over and over again and really not finding any joy in preparing food for you or for your friends or your family. So the cooking community is here to help you feel joy and inspiration in your kitchen once again. Each month, I create five brand new whole food-based recipes from my cottage kitchen. I spend the time problem solving and experimenting in the kitchen and doing the dishes after to produce these delicious recipes so that you don't have to waste your time and energy doing the same. Instead, you get five farm fresh recipes delivered to your inbox or mailbox, whichever you prefer each month. And then I'm going to also give you an hour long and cook instructional cooking video where I show you how to prepare each of the recipes with confidence. So you can grow in confidence in your skills and feel peace in knowing that these recipes are nourishing you and your family. I'm here to help you to learn to bake, to learn sourdough, to roast meats, learn to preserve and enjoy new vegetables and learn to try new ingredients to fall in love with cooking again. I want you to visit cook.theelliothomestead.com. There's a link in the show notes if you'd like to check it out and just click Click directly over there and select what ex- exclusive membership level fits your home best. Cook.theelliothomestead.com. Today's show is also brought to you by American Blossom Linens, AmericanBlossomLinens.com, and use the code HomemakerChic20 to get 20% off the sheets that Shay and I and almost our entire households have on their bed. Softer with each washing. These are definitely our favorite sheets. So if you haven't noticed, Shay and I are slightly leaning towards like vintage. We love vintage just about everything, but it's very hard to find or impossible to find vintage sheets that fit modern mattresses. And this is where American Blossom Linen steps in. With a process called combing, all the rough fibers are pulled out of these organic, Texas-grown sheets. And what this does for you, our fine friends, is this creates the softest, most beautiful sheets for your home. They literally get softer with every washing. So for those of you that like to starch your sheets, you take a lot of pride in your bed and your bedtime ritual is very, very important to you. Or you are subscribing to our concept from season two of better, not more. You don't want to run to Kohl's. You don't want to run to Pennies. You don't want to hit Amazon every eight months for new sheets. You want to make a once in a lifetime investment. Then you definitely want to visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the the code HomemakerChic20. These will be in the show notes. And of course, you can find this code and all our other advertisers code at HomemakerChicPodcast.com. So invest once and never again with American Blossom Linens. Thank you so much, American Blossom Linens. They have been with us since just about day Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. You're doing a lot of sideways glancing over there. You're you're distracting me. What's I'm sorry. Going on? There's just these cute little people at the door waving at me. It's just Monday. So sweet. It was Robins, and then it was Stu. And I know I, people. Listen, it's so beautiful here. I just no. can't. I just can not take it. It hurts mm. me. Just we turned the pond on, 
And there was one lone duck. We did the hard thing, kicking back to a theme past. We did the hard Mm -hmm. thing. We kept all of our kids up really late until it was dark. Everyone got their like warm clothes on. We went outside and we gathered up all the rogue chickens that had gotten out over the months and months. Uh, Mm -hmm. There was about 18 of them. So the nice ones that I knew had just like gotten out and didn't fly over. You can see them. They look nice. They look soft and gentle. Those ones went back in the coop. The ones Mm -hmm. that like are all crazy. We Mm -hmm. put them in a cage and took them over to my mom's house and they get to roam free on her property. So Americanas, all of them. Yes. Basically Americanas, golden sex link. Like they have the the tail that looks like a fan. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. all those ones went away. So there are no chickens out right now, but we have one lone duck and the duck came down to the pond like it was so it has a bunch of friends. It just got out of the coop, Mm -hmm. comes down to the pond and just is basking in it. You know, it's just so exciting. And then it dives down and comes up with a gigantic bullfrog in its mouth. (gasps) (laughs) It was so cool. It was so cool. Did she eat it? She did. How many frogs do you have to spare? Put some in a box. Oh my gosh. That's probably like contraband. No. Send me some. It's uh well, bullfrogs turns out are illegal and they're not supposed to be shipped into Washington, which I did not oh, know. Oh, I remember that. When I, I put the bullfrogs in my pond, but I did make a YouTube video about it. I'm like, oh, I got bullfrog tadpoles. This is so oh, fun. I YouTube had a blast with that. No, YouTube was fine, but the local game no, warden the called people. me yeah. and they were like, oh. uh, hello, Shay. This is your local <gasps> game warden. We would like Get to know out. where We've you seen got- you. We done seen you on the YouTubes. <laughs> we would like to know where you bought those bullfrog tadpoles from. <laughs> and bullfrog tadpoles are huge, huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like when you put them into a pond, like you're never going to find them again. And at this point, I'd released them. I'm like, there's kind of nothing I can do. I was like, I I can hunt them like when I see them, but you can go frogging. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go frogging in the pond, right? Oh Some frog my legs. Goodness. Anyway, total hoot. There's just little frog eggs and robins and the sound of water. Oh. And I mean, spring is just like a drink of cool water after a walk in the desert. I mean, it just. There's buds on the trees, and my first daffodil bloomed. Am I, Should I play am the I violins rubbing it in? like in New Orleans? Oh, my word. <laughs> you guys, we had the best Instagram live in New Orleans And then ever. Shay deleted it. And then I accidentally deleted it. <laughs> it was hilarious, but Angela was playing ti- tiny, silent violins. Like, oh, poor you. But it looked like she was... Doing something else. <laughs> I can't even say it. You'll have to become a patron to see it. <laughs> I don't even know if we'll say it there. It was so inappropriate. <laughs> um, okay, I don't really don't want to hear it. We just hit 36 for the day. So we were 51 okay. the other day. Okay. I went out. You know, like, I don't know if you have like a ritual that you do on the first day that you can go out. You go out. Like outside. Like we're the first day. Pardon me. The first day you can garden. So like... Mm. Uh, at my old house, the first day that I could go out and it was like actually appropriate to do work, I would move out all the stones on my front path, sweep out all the pine needles, get rid of them and put all the stones back and make it look all clean and tidy. Well, you know how it is on a farm. Like when the snow melts, you're like, it, you just look like total hillbillies. There's yeah. just 
feed bags and garbage and eggshells and you know, we roast our coffee beans outside. Like I, I reduced, I did a lard, you know, at my summer mm-hmm. kitchen. It was just a mess. I mean, wow. And so I cleaned it all out and I made this mountain of garbage in front of my garage and then it snowed. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yep. So that snow just melted. So hallelujah. It'll be coming soon. It's coming soon. It'll and be this coming is something soon. I don't like about Shay. She's always... Like four weeks ahead. Like there's just this huge, we we are like really synced up. And then she just sprints ahead with me with Mm -hmm. gardening. It drives me crazy. I know. Well, we got a lot to talk about with that. But first. Okay. Let's cue the wine music. I actually didn't even wait for the wine segment today. I've already poured it and I'm sipping it. So I'm sipping mine. There you have it. You are you are to intro the the wine segment. This is me. Okay, where is it? So our wine <laughs> segment is brought to you by Dry Farm Wines. Memorize this, our dear listeners. It's so easy. Are you ready? Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Say it with me now. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. It is that simple. Dry Farm Wines is a fabulous online company, which will ship you just like it does Shay and I and uh, thousands of you, quite <laughs> frankly, at this point, organic, naturally yeasted. That is code for no GMO garbage, old world, family grown. Oh, there it is. No garbage wines from around the world. This is wine that is grown and bottled to help you tap into life, not check out from it. No. Okay. This is a different, we're coming at this from a different approach. We're not coming at this from like the Chardonnay all day, buy the cheapest box wine you can and hang out with your girlfriends. We are homemaker chic. Okay. So why do we drink dry farm wines? Because there are 76 ingredients that don't have to be legally listed on your grocery store wine label. So there are no, there's no GMO glass. No GMO glass in our yeast. There is no GMO yeast in our glass. There is no purple dye. So that means for our patrons, we can sip wine during our show and you will never see purple teeth. So Shay, Mm -hmm. since you started already, what are you sipping today? Probably my favorite, one of my favorite white wines that I get from Dry Farms. Okay. So you know how we talked about like the Chardonnay all day. Yeah. That's like just nuclear sweet white wine. Ugh. Or really just bad. It's not even sweet. Like, <laughs> yeah, just I don't like that. Grocery store Chardonnay is offensive. No, like, I know you've had yeah. this one before. This is a French or I'm sorry, a German Sauvignon Blanc. It's called uh, it comes from the region of Plas, which frankly sounds like a bodily function. Flazulence. <laughs> <laughs> P-F-A-L-Z. Flaz. 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 German, 100% Sauvignon Blanc. And it's it's simply fabulous. It's called Fossilis. Oh, like fossil. Like one fossil. Like fossil. And it oh, has yeah, a little yeah. snail shell on yes, it. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Patrons, you guys can see this. Um, it's tart and invigorating and like reviving to the palate. So when I garden, I love to come in like four and have a glass of like a chilled white wine. And you don't want something syrupy that coats your mouth that makes you feel like down. 
you know, it's no, like you, you like still a got firm a firm pat on the head. Like you killed it. Good yeah. job. Gardner. Good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what this one makes me think of. So mm-hmm. when you guys become a VIP with Dry Farm Wines, you just like contact them and say, I want to be a VIP. You can select what wines you want them to deliver. Um, and I would highly recommend that you add... I wish that I could say this proper. Fossilis. F-O-S-S-I-L-I-S. Fossilis. Sauvignon Blanc to your order. The cool thing about Dry Farms is that you can just do a one-off order if you want to give it a shot and see if you like it. Uh, you can do a monthly order if that's more your style and you know you don't want to have to think about it anymore. But this is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to pour something, be it tea, something. water, wine. I've got a Pellegrino and some wine going here. I also had a coffee, so I'm like triple fisting it. <laughs> My body's like, are we going up or down? Are we dehydrating? Where are we are going we hydrating? Here? What's happening? <laughs> so how does four bottles for the price of three sound or 13 for the price of 12? Here's what we want you to do right now. Well, actually not right now. Like listen to the show, make a note. Make a sticky tab. Uh, visit dryfarmwines.com for it. <laughs> Shay, I what? can't even tell you what you've written in the notes here. I'm going to read the ad and then I'm going to finish. I copied, Dry Farm Wines. I copied this from ones you had written. I didn't write this. Homemaker homemake, chic. <laughs> Home. Dryfarmwines.com. Homemaker chic. That's what we want you to do is visit dryfarmwines. She's fixing it right now in Google Docs. <laughs> Homemaker chic. And set your first order up because what you're going to do is you're going to either order three, six, or 12, and you're going to get a bottle for a penny. Mm-hmm. It can be in a one-time order, like she said, to give it a test run, or you can have it shipped to you every month if that's your style. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and join the join the club. Join the club. Right? Yeah. Do it. All the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> All the cool kids are doing. If your mother told you, if your friends told you to order dry farm wines and then jump off a bridge, would you do it? If Shay and Ange said to, yes, I would. <laughs> we got a full glass here. We've got full hearts. And now we're going to deep dive into the theme of season six. It is not embrace the suck, but it is. Uh, it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. <laughs> scroll your notes, Jay. It doesn't just happen. <laughs> Sometimes you have to you, scroll up because it doesn't just happen. You'd think <laughs> by season six, we would be professionals at this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Turns if you out, saw we're the just, setup. <laughs> they can. They can see behind me. Hello. They can see behind me. I got my laundry off my chair from Monday. Oh, so. there you go. Okay. Uh, can we actually... Hold the phone. Do you guys remember season five when I was like, hey, what about if we turn the basement into my bedroom? And Angela's like, Shay, do it. Shay, do it. Okay. It doesn't just happen. So here's, I want to tell you guys where I'm at because so many of you messaged on Instagram when you're like, do it. It doesn't just happen. Initially, we wanted to expand the laundry room, which is this room right behind me here, out to make a bigger bathroom. And then we're like, holy mama, that's expensive. And you have to like get geo engineers and you got to get all the permits, which 
because of COVID, apparently everything is just not functioning. And anyway, so I'm like, either it's going to be a five year project (laughs) or maybe I could convince Stu to just not expand the bathroom, make there's room in there for a toilet and a soaker tub. Like, you know, we could make do with what we have for now. Anyway, so I came back from New Orleans and I presented this plan and he said, yes. And so I am meeting with a contractor next week. I haven't even told you this. I'm meeting with a contractor next week who's the husband of a friend of mine who has his contractor license and he's done a ton of work on their house and this is what he does. And so he's going to come and we're going to like do it. But it's one of those things. I keep waiting for someone just to swoop in and like make it happen. And it's just, it's just me. Stu's like, you have my blessing. Just don't, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch it. Just, just do it. (laughs) You guys should see what she's doing right now. But I'm like, fine, because then I can do it the way I want and it'll just be done. I cannot imagine said glory. I had a contractor here yesterday and you, you have to understand we've had, so we bought this house three years ago, a little over three years ago. And we've done three years of work ourselves. We've had three times we've had help. We had uh, an acre and a half cleared, praise the Lord, with giant equipment for the cow. Joel's brother came and helped us get this bathroom ready, like with plumbing and wiring. Mm-hmm. And a friend from church helped us uh, put the built-ins in the living room. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have that beautiful blue vintage window, right, that I want to go in my little eyebrow nook area for my bathroom that's right behind me that we're working on. And so uh, somebody came, a contractor came yesterday, and he looked at it, and he's going to do it for us. Of course, he's it's Door County, so people are booked like mm-hmm. forever mm-hmm. in advance because there's you know, one plumber, one contractor, one everything up here, but he's going to do it for us uh, later this spring, which means my bathroom's going to be quite delayed, mm-hmm. which is disheartening. But he was very gracious and let us pick his brain on what we've done. And turns out uh, the holes that Joel and his brother drilled into the joist for the toilet, like totally ruined the integrity of the joist. And now it, the floor is not going to hold my cast iron tub. We were going to put a beam in the boot room below. That's what our plan was because we are not morons. We knew like, okay, we've jacked with this, but that's not enough. So now we have to like replace all the joists and like redo all this and all the things. And nothing just happens. That is the moral of this story (laughs) is that I'm never going to have a master bathroom and nothing just happens. Mm -mm. Lest you look at anybody's Instagram feed or any picture picture on Pinterest or anybody's body or living room or (laughs) meal or anything that is the summation of season six. I'm rather bitter at this moment. (laughs) Nothing just happens. It's not a bitter. It's not supposed to be a bitter bitter. theme. (laughs) (laughs) It's not supposed to be a bitter theme. I did this post on Instagram the other day, and and I know that we've talked about it on the podcast before, but Mm -hmm. I'm always shocked when When I tell people what we do or, oh, you have four kids. Oh, you homeschool. Oh, you farm. Oh, you have a dairy cow. Oh, you X, Y, Z, you garden. I mean, pick it. Oh, isn't that sounds like a lot of work. 
oh, isn't that hard? Isn't it hard to like milk a cow oh. every day? And that's where my left eye starts to twitch. Or is that my left <sighs> eye? That's my right eye. I, yeah. I don't understand it. I'm like, yeah, but that's not how I measure what's worth doing. Well, and it kind of goes back to like our other season, like choose your heart. Like, isn't it hard yeah. to be bored on a Saturday and not have anything to do? Probably not, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, it doesn't just happen. And I think so to to flush out this theme, I think we sort of have to be willing because things don't happen. We have to be willing to just embrace what's hard. Stop it. That is not what I meant. <laughs> Stop it. You said it. There are proper people listening to this podcast. I'm proper. My back never touches this chair since Brian was with us last year. <laughs> last year. Last, last season. season. We have to embrace difficult things. Is that better? Sure. Okay. We have to be just willing to be like, you know what? I'm not going to measure whether this is worth doing or whether I'm going to be joyful about doing it or whether I'm going to move forward with doing it. I'm not going to measure that based on if it's going to be difficult or hard work. Right. But like everything's hard. Uh, yeah. I, that's that's like I I think that was the point of our previous season is like it's yeah. either this or that like. And, and not everything balances out. OK, so like lame, lame analogy. So when we. This is so lame, dare I, <laughs> when we didn't have our dairy cow and we just got to get up every morning and not shovel piles of manure and milk and clean filthy teats off and wrote all the grossness that goes along with the wonderfulness of having a dairy cow. I would go to Costco and I would buy 15 containers of organic milk and haul this like Amelie two carts filled to the brim groceries like a lot of milk and it's white and it's got like fish weird oil things added to it, fish yeah. oil added to it and all sorts of weirdness. And it's homogenized. So there's no cream line and blah, blah, blah. Like, so that's like one version of hard because it wasn't what I really wanted. And it was very expensive. Mm -hmm. The other version of hard is like every day I'm obligated to take care of this cow. Yeah. And I have to to do like there's always. Yeah. There's always something yep. like nobody. Nobody. Gets to not work, no matter what lie you've believed, thanks to this crazy culture that we've lived in. Like, there's a price being paid somewhere, like mm -hmm. our better not more. Mm -hmm. Like, you, nothing is cheap. Mm -hmm. Nobody gets to not work. There is a price somewhere on the line being paid for something. And so I think the the idea beside, behind it doesn't just happen you know, we do have um, a lot of new homemakers, thanks to, you know, as a result of what happened last year. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are in their homes more or they've they were exposed to their home environment more than they've ever been. And they sort of embraced it like, oh, this is intriguing. Ooh, sourdough. Ooh, homeschooling. Ooh, uh, mm -hmm. I can actually make a difference within my four walls. What? Yeah. And. And so now it's like, let's take this, what you see, the pretty things that you see or the skill that you see, like it didn't just happen. It didn't just happen. Gene Kelly did not come out of the womb dancing, singing in the rain. Okay. Yeah. He danced for the first time. 
and looked like a ding, a moron, probably. It, it Nothing just happens. Mm-hmm. Everybody puts their hand to something at first and muddles about and then gets better at it. Nobody comes out of the womb like a skilled homemaker. That feeling you get in someone's home when they're mm-hmm. you're cozy and you feel cared for and there's a you know, fresh linens in your guest room. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, you and I talked about this on the phone Mm -hmm. the other day, like that, somebody taught them that they, somebody did that for the first time. Mm -hmm. And then they thought, oh, that had a good result. And then they did it again and then they got better at it. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where Shay and I would like to focus this season um, because we feel like a lot of you have been with us for a long time and anybody new coming in is just part of that culture. We have this very perfectionistic culture where we just think like things just come, things just happen instantly. And the homemaker, um, homemaking is an art. It just circles back around around to Mm -hmm. homemaking being an art. Mm -hmm. It does. It ties in a lot of the themes that we've touched on. Yeah, a lot. I feel like it's so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, like your Gene Kelly example, uh, we kind of have to, as homemakers, we have to kind of just learn to love hard work. Everyone has to work like that. That's kind of, even the homemaker. Yeah. Microwave or not. Like everyone, ha- you have to, there's work involved. There's work involved. Yeah. There's work involved on all ends. So I think I would encourage listeners that you look at a situation and not just say, oh, that'd be a lot of hard work or, oh, that'd be difficult or, oh, that'd be a challenge or, oh, I don't want to look stupid or, you know, I remember hosting my first group of people from church. I remember it was like this kind of group of younger guys and Stu was playing the guitar with them. And I made a what I thought at the time was like a gigantic pot of taco soup. And it was like enough for half, you know, and I was just a young homemaker. I didn't know. And I didn't make anything else to go with it, you know, because I was like, oh, this is sufficient, a, you know, a nice taco soup. And um, you kind of have to just do that because I'll tell you what, the next time we had people over, I cooked that much more food. And then the next time it's like, okay, I've kind of learned now what desserts are well, or, you know, when we have people over with kids, I always make sure that I make like bread or something that most all kids like, because right. I don't know if they're going to like what I make. I don't want to make a big stink about it. You know, you just, but all these things come over time and you know what? It's hard work. It's hard work to make all this extra stuff and it's hard work to plan ahead and it's hard work to learn these skills. So what? Yep. Yep. Because it's going to happen either way. It's going to happen either way. There's no free pass. So once we have accepted that and we've moved on, I think the next big thing, and it doesn't just happen, is we kind of really need to have a vision of what we're trying to cultivate in our home. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't just happen implies that there's going to be action. There's going to be something happening, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing something because it doesn't right. just happen. And therefore, we kind of have to have a vision of what we're aiming towards. What is that doing developing into? Mm-hmm. So we, I think it's really important to to focus and, uh, you know, for if you're brand new to this, then I would say like, I'll make like a weird like interior design analogy or even fashion analogy when somebody asks me like, well, how do, do I, how do I develop my personal style or how do I uh, get a look in my home? Like, how do I come up with something that's mine? 
you know, it's a really simple generic answer is just get out other resources. So get out fashion magazines mm-hmm. or get out in, you know, interior design coffee table books and get out your sticky notes and label like what what are you drawn to instantly? Mm-hmm. What catches your eye? What are you not like repulsed by? What what intrigues you? And I think as homemakers, we can look uh, to the past. We can look to other women we know. We can look to situations that we've experienced that made us feel good, that made us feel cared for, where we noticed some like this so simple, like where we noticed something was clean or that something tasted mm-hmm. good or we noticed it was well appointed. Mm-hmm. All the accoutrements were there. Um, I think, and, and maybe even make a list, go old, like Ben Franklin style, like make a list of like, what are these things that I've experienced as the reciprocant of, um, being hosted or the reciprocant of being cared for on the receiving end of a meal, whatever, like things that are important to you under the homemaking category and reflect on, mm-hmm. on that. Like, cause I think that's kind of like how you would line up then maybe what you want to bring to the table in the environment that you're creating within your four walls. And I th- I think it's really important for the homemaker to remember how much power she has. The homemaker has a ton of power. She has the power to make someone feel good or inconvenienced. She has mm-hmm. the power to make someone feel cared for or, um, you know, just leave, just kind of leaving like, oh, mm-hmm. that wasn't... Mm-hmm. I kind of just left the way I came feeling it, you know, left the way I came. Um, yeah. With that, but that, that power like requires a skill set and it requires intention and you can't have intention without knowing where you're going. Mm-hmm. So I would reflect back on, on your personal experiences, whether it was your mom or a, a host, you know, maybe you stayed at a something in Europe when you were growing up and you really liked your experience um, at a hostel or whatever it is. Like there's, we all have experiences um, where we felt something mm-hmm. and like to get a handle on that. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I've done, like just even in my own house, just, and then you just funnel that. Well, okay. If this is how I felt, what would it take me f- to get from point A to point B? Right. Or to put that out into the world myself. And uh, and then takes work. Uh huh. It takes. It work. doesn't just happen. Yeah, yeah. I think once you have that vision, right? Once mm-hmm. you know where you're going, like you're talking about, uh, and this is where I fa- tend to fall off the the rails a bit. So I'm trying to to skill up in this area is to break down that vision or break down that doing into bite sized pieces. Mm-hmm. To, uh, again, kind of lame analogy for what some people are going through, but looking at this bedroom project, um, I I don't know why I think this, but I kind of like keep expecting somebody to just swoop in and do it. You know, somebody else will just be like, this is the floor you're going to use. Here's the planks for the ceiling. Here's the color theme we'd like you to use. You know, like that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. And so when I look at this project as a whole, I kind of get crippled under how much has to happen in order for it to be completed. And so breaking down that doing or what you're trying to make happen into pieces, small pieces, like you guys know, I love my bath time. I'll get in the bath at night and I can spend 45 minutes on YouTube doing whatever, 
it's all good stuff. Cheese making, gardening, whatever. I could mm-hmm. use that time to just like pick out a flooring. Or I could use that time to, you know, do any number of things. Maybe send an email to a couple contractors or figure out how I'm going to plumb a toilet to a septic tank that's uphill from it. You know, all good things to figure out. Um, so I don't know. I'm a list person. Like I, I think I actually want to write these down. Do you keep a notebook for projects like the things that you're trying to make happen, like how do you manage those things? Um, I have to confess, this is this is something I don't like about me. Like I, I don't like about me. <laughs> I don't. There are certain things I don't like about me. I love to write. I don't like computer things. I don't mm-hmm. like, like remember like what was it called? Like a BlackBerry. Remember that? I had thing, one. Like that little. Yeah. Like, oh no, I'm like I'm not gonna write that. I'm not gonna put that in a like I like handwritten things. Um, but I don't have a proper notebook for things. Mm-hmm. I have my gardening journal, but I don't have like a thoughts and ideas and implementation things that need to be implemented notebook. Um, but I do have a beautiful new pen from New Orleans. Just ooh, and I've been practicing every day because it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. Um, but um, mm-hmm. I actually um, I do use Google Sheets a lot mm-hmm. for things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got these notebooks. Uh, I'll show you. Okay. Um, I got these little, they're just like folders. Patrons, you guys can That would require this. like a drawer. I have no drawers in my house. Yeah. They just are little things. And I just thought yeah. I labeled them all different things. So there's gardens, bedroom, bathroom. Mm-hmm. And the idea being if you want to just jot down a list where you need to track a you know, contract with a contractor, let's mm-hmm. say, or you see a picture that really inspires you. How often do you save things on Pinterest or on email or on Instagram and then you never see them again? And then you have to like put twice as much energy in to go find it. I'm like, what about if you just printed that out, Shay? What if you just printed oh. it out? You stashed it in the yeah. folder. And then when you go, when the contractor comes and you want to explain your vision for this room, you could actually explain it. How about that? I might um, now I will say my desktop on my computer is full. I, I make a folder like I screenshot yeah. everything. I don't require, I don't rely on like the bookmarks, like remembering the URL. No way. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, Something you were saying. Bite-sized pieces? A few minutes ago. What's that? Bite-sized pieces? I saw you write something. Bite-sized pieces. Yes. I was thinking, I made a few notes while you were talking. Pardon me. Um, Like, why don't we talk, like, as we're fleshing out where we're going to go this season, talk about like just picking a few things. Because I think it can be really overwhelming. Like, everybody wants to be fabulous. Yeah. We're not fabulous. <laughs> We're all just pretty average, you know. Um, but we've talked on this show, like, I think way on, we talked about, like, signature moves, yeah. like, fashion or whatever. But, like, even if you have all these, like, categories and you just pick, like, one, maybe there's just one thing in each thing that you're really good at. Mm. Maybe with, with when you're a host, you're really good at, like, a beautiful bed and fresh linens and a chocolate on the pillow. And that's your thing. Like... Maybe you made frozen pizzas that night, but you're really good at the sleeping experience. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, in each thing, like you're just biting off like one thing that you're going to sell at. Right. You know? Yes. Why not? Just have like a signature move. Oh, I I mean, I, I, you know, I talk about Rosemary all the time on the show because she's amazing. You walk into her home and she just makes you feel... 
Like there is absolutely nothing else going on in her life. She has eight children. Some of them are in college. Some of them are six. Mm-hmm. You walk in and it's like the world has stopped and it's not gushy. It's not insincere. It's not awkward as the recipient. It's just like you're here and now you have my attention. Mm-hmm. There's just like, that's amazing. That is a skill. And that's so that a- much more valuable than the martyr who's like, but I wanted to make you this fancy dinner and exactly. is half yeah. removed from the conversation because she's so engaged in trying to give you this incredible experience. Mm-hmm. You know, sincerity yeah. always wins, always wins. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes back to that vision in a way, like, what do I want people to feel like? And if we're talking about our homes, some great questions to ask yourself would be, what do I want people to feel like when they come over? Mm-hmm. You know, because people can, and I know, I, I mean, this feels almost terrible to say, but like people can be nourished by terrible food in good company. You know, it, that is yeah, possible. Like, God forbid any of us believe the lie that we need to like have everything perfected <laughs> yes before we can show hospitality exactly or, or, you know whatever and it's awful and i get guarantee you that people will feel so much more loved even if you're having frozen pizzas open a good mm-hmm. bottle of wine sit down engage in thoughtful conversation in genuine conversation and so what yeah so because what? that's the night like i all my cloth and napkins will be dirty and i'm like and maybe we have a paper towel or yeah. here's the corner of an apron yeah. like i don't know yeah. like whatever here you go we should um talk about like making um like some sort of something for our patrons like a even like vision board for this session i think that like, yeah what do we i really want to spend some like, time doing that that would be great yeah like somewhere mm-hmm. where we can focus Mm -hmm. and like really identify because like it's very easy to listen to a show i get like inspired and i'm like yeah i'm gonna just like bite it off and rip it off like yeah and then like real life real life hits but like if we can Mm -hmm. make it bite-sized pieces Mm -hmm. and encourage each other over this next season Mm -hmm. um that it doesn't just happen and maybe just what if it's what if it's just one thing what if our listeners could what if it was one thing and then 12 weeks from now or however long we go like that that they're done like they nailed it Mm -hmm. and then by then it's a habit it's a habit it's a habit i think about that like with laundry like laundry doesn't just happen okay it's you Mm -hmm. doing the laundry Mm -hmm. it doesn't just happen but we've talked about this a lot too like you don't need to be a you don't need to be a martyr about it because Mm -hmm. even with like your six children You could probably get if you let's say you stayed, let's say hypothetically, (laughs) you stayed on top of laundry, but it probably active time, 30 minutes a day. Probably moving, moving two loads around the kids help you Mm -hmm. sort it. People put their clothes away 30 minutes a day. Okay, it doesn't just happen. That's what it takes for it to happen. Mm -hmm. 30 minutes a day or, you know. Sometimes, and I, I don't like to get so much into a schedule or into a list or into a vision board that you feel yeah. like you need to maximize every minute of your day to be productive. No, that's gross. That's gross. That's that's <laughs> like a modern lie. I don't like that. That's gross. But it can be, you know, I was washing dishes the other day. I needed to make a phone call to a marble company for this piece of marble I'm getting in my kitchen. 
And I'd been kicking it around in my brain for days and days and days. And finally, I was like, you know what? You're washing the dishes. No one's in here. Throw your earbud in. Why don't you just call them? Called them, had it taken care of in five minutes. No big deal. And because of that, the progress was able to keep going. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like our pit list. Right. You know, like we have that pit list. Like what are like the 10 things that are just like annoying and you just keep telling yourself you can do them, write them down. Yeah. And just and chip off. And just chip them off. you can. Just chip them off. It reminds me a bit of the Dave Ramsey snowball where For sure. he's like, no, you got to start with the small thing. You got to start yeah. with the small thing because there's no way that you can have enough momentum to tackle that big project or that big vision if you're just kind of being pelted constantly with all these small things. Mm-hmm. And that can be tricky because life is complex and there's a lot of little things when you involve yeah. kids or a farm or a business or a high demanding job or whatever it is. I mean, it's, sometimes it can feel like your entire day is just those little things. But those yeah, little so things full- are still momentum. Right. And so the full Word picture there is like he says, if you're in debt and you want to start working on your debt, he calls it a debt snowball and you write up all the debt, but you pay off the smallest debt first. Mm -hmm. So if you have like $11 in library fines, like you check that off your list first and you feel that high from doing that. Mm -hmm. And then you look at, you know, whatever the next one is and then the next one. And then, you know, the the end being your mortgage or whatever, but you, you chip, chip them off that way and you get like that. Mm That euphoria it's really that comes with yeah. accomplishment. Yeah. 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 It's momentum. And momentum, mm-hmm. what's the word we used last season? Begets momentum. Begets. <laughs> right? And vice versa. And, right. Yeah, exactly. Laziness. Um, procrastination. Mm. Yeah, it's procrastination. Yeah. I don't know of this of which you speak. Uh <laughs> I've decided that before I bite into this bathroom prod or this whole bedroom bathroom project because it is going to be a big one it's going to be very expensive and we're going to have to save and stretch it out that I would take it on myself to do my dining room so we painted this once five years ago when we first moved in hasn't been touched since never actually fully finished it because Jeremy was helping me paint and he fell off the chair and knocked over the gallon of paint at one point And then we like, you know, you just don't get to the store to get another gallon. And now the ceiling cracks aren't painted and the trim's half painted. I mean, it's just silly. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things I've stared at it a thousand times. And I keep telling myself that ever since we've decided that this was going to be the theme for this season, I just keep looking at it. I'm thinking it doesn't just happen. I looked it up. There's no paper, wallpaper installers near me. So I can't, this isn't something that I can hire out. And so I'm looking at it and thinking, you're going to have to learn to do wainscoting. You're going to have to learn how to do trim. You're going to have to just rally and maybe have a couple late nights on a Friday and Saturday one day and get your paintbrush out and just do this thing. But you either want it done or you don't. You either put the effort in, do the doing, or you don't. Mm. And I think Maybe we talked about the vision and the hard work and the priority. I mean, maybe then at least we could be honest with ourselves and say, you know what, if I can't find the 10 minutes I need to pay my health insurance bill or to tack up this piece of trim that's been loose for three and a half years, like (laughs) maybe then I'll just be honest instead of getting frustrated at the thing or frustrated at the circumstance and just put it on you. 
because it is. Yeah. I could have gone a hammer and nail and I could have nailed that baseboard in a thousand times over. I've I've had the time. I've chosen to do different things. Yeah. I mean, that's that's harsh, but it's true. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like those old like self-help memes or whatever. You just like there's some of them are really cheesy and they can be rather offensive. You know, you are today where you've chosen to be or whatever, yeah. but there's always an element of truth to those or else they wouldn't come about. And so maybe this season we can just kind of like, um, you know, we have listeners in so many different areas of life. We have a lot yeah. of listeners that have small children. We have listeners with no children. So let's just try to like flesh out like all the down and dirty, like nitty gritty. Cause there's people that are listening right now that are, they're drowning. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I got like, a three-year-old, an 18-month-old, and oh a newborn, gosh. like, what are you talking about staying up late on a Friday night? Like, I'm crying right now. Mm-hmm. I'm in, I can't function. <laughs> to <laughs> like, which, yeah. Oh, yeah. To which I would say, like, I wasn't wallpapering anything when I had kids. Right. Age. So let's, like, just, <laughs> let's, let's look at, like, all the different, um, you know, if we have, like, this umbrella of homemaking, you know, an umbrella has these tips, yeah. right? So let's this season look at all the tips of homemaking and let's just talk about um, mm-hmm. how we can make it happen mm-hmm. because it doesn't just happen. Well, and and it doesn't just happen. I mean, it doesn't, that doesn't mean painting your house or doing a bedroom renovation. No. It could just be, I don't know, maybe a nice, healthy marriage, or maybe it's having a positive attitude towards your kid. Right. You know, or yeah, not where like not everything has to be like epic and like, oh, no. I made this huge life change. No, 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 no way. What were we talking? Yeah. To? I, I can't remember if we were talking about it or if it was a podcast I was listening to, but it was somebody talking about, um, oh, you know what it was? It was the uh, it was the Sheologians podcast. I don't know how many okay. of you guys listen to Sheologians, but but they were talking about like having an attitude of grace and an attitude of calm emotional reaction to things not letting your emotions drive you and they were just thinking same exactly like we've been talking about if you just think that some people woke up and have no emotions and are just able to fully handle them you're wrong um Mm -hmm. and because some of us are more prone let's say to being a little hot-headed or to to reacting in really dramatic ways that means that's something you have to practice. You actually have to yeah. actively be working and taking little steps, little bites every day. And then I know this isn't glitzy and glamorous over a long period of time. You mean I have to wait for something? A long period of time that begins to shape you. And I think about this like like water running over a rock. You do that the first day, it's going to look like nothing happened. And you're going to be like, really? I really tried today. And here I am. <laughs> but then yeah. if it's something that you continually practice, it's something you're continually focused on. All of a sudden, two years down the road, four years down the road, a decade down the road, it's completely shaped, you know, and, and it's easy to forget that because we tend to forget over time. But it's, you know, when you think back to where you started, and that can be true for so many things. So many things take time. Time. So while this theme is applicable in the sense that 
you know, if you want to get up early and you want to get dressed and you want to have breakfast on the table before your kids need to go to school, that doesn't just happen. You can start that tomorrow. You can set your alarm early. You can get up early. It doesn't just happen. You got to do it. Right. Right. But then if we're going to expand it into something different, uh, like we're doing catechism questions with our kids right now, we're doing the Westminster Shorter Mm -hmm. Catechism. Uh, And some of them are really long and they're really hard. Yeah, they're long. And I want this to be truth that's written on their hearts. And so we are just doing it. And it's sloppy. And it's sometimes they complain. (laughs) And it's can be discouraging. But it over time, over a long period of time, all of a sudden you see those things start to sink in. And you see it sort of bite. And all of a sudden it clicks. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't just happen. You can't just be five years down the road and say, oh, I wish I would have. You know, you got to put that time in. You got to put that effort in little by little. So you got to focus, focus people. I'm talking to myself here. Focus, Shay, focus. You're starting to yawn. Does that mean we're almost done? And we are done. The end of the week. I can always tell Thursdays at the end of the episode. 58 minutes. I'm like, oh. (laughs) All right. Well, this is going to be a really fun theme. Too it is. Out. I think it's perfect too. Uh, you know, from where we've been. Yeah. To you know, you can do our hard things. Yeah. Uh, what were the other themes? Yeah. Other and other themes. And all the other ones we've done. And all the other ones yeah. <laughs> that we, we just talked about them the other no. day. I'm like totally blanking. Yes, but here better we are. not more. We can do hard things. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's use this as a hashtag. As well. So follow us over on Instagram. We're on there at Homemaker Chic Podcast. We already use the hashtags Ultra Feminine Friday, where people share with us what Ultra Feminine means to them on Fridays. We use the hashtag What I'm Sipping to show what dry farm wines we are enjoying. And now I would like to invite you this season to join us using the hashtag It Doesn't Just Happen. Okay, no apostrophe and doesn't. Let's keep it simple. It doesn't just happen. Show us what that looks like in your house. We would love to celebrate the progress of things. Successes and failures. Like, let's all just be real and vulnerable with us. Like, we're trying to create a community of homesteaders here. Homemakers. Or homesteaders. Homemakers. (laughs) Yeah. I just said we're not all homesteaders. (laughs) We got a review that was like, they don't talk about homesteading at all. And Angela was like, I don't. I don't think we were supposed to. Were we? Did we say we were going to? I don't know. I don't know. Um, As always, if you'd like to spend more time with us, visit us, our separate YouTube channels. Stop yawning. Parisian Farm Girl. I'm trying really hard. I'm tired. And the Elliott Homestead. It's two hours later here. Okay, well. Leave me alone. It makes me tired when I see you yawn. Okay, that's the end. The end for the week. It's good to be back with you guys. We will reconvene on Monday when we're going to talk about something else that I don't know yet. And we'll see you there. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.